Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Sports News Update. Afternoon ball galore today. Let's hit the scoreboard. Miami and Cleveland, the Indians now a big inning. They explode, open things up with a 6-2 lead there. Ian Snell, not good in his first game back. He gave up three runs, two earned on five hits in 3.1 innings. Kansas City all over Tampa Bay, 10-2 in the bottom of nine. St. Louis leading Milwaukee 5-1 in the top of nine. Uh, Washington up on Colorado, 3-0, bottom three. Texas and Oakland, these guys are scoreless in the bottom of the first. And Seattle and San Diego also scoreless. Just about first pitch right now, we got the Blue Jays in San Francisco. San Fran laying 125 at Toronto, 8.5 Pomeranz versus Buckholz. Later tonight, 640, we have Atlanta and uh, Cincinnati. Braves minus 125, total 9.5, Soroka and Rourke. We have two at 7.05, Chicago White Sox at Baltimore. O's minus 125, over-under set at 10, Santana versus Means. Arizona versus Pittsburgh, the Pirates. They're laying minus 130, over-under 8, Kelly and Lyles. Two more games at 7.10, Detroit at Boston. The struggling Red Sox minus 225, total 9.5, Ross versus Rodriguez in Philly and the Mets. Phillies minus 135, total 9 flat, Velasquez and Vargas, 8.05. Dodgers minus 120 at the Cubs. Total in this game, eight. Bueller and Hamels should be a good pitching matchup there. 8-10. We got Minnesota and Houston. The Strohs minus 260 over under nine. Stewart called up versus Verlander. And 10-07, we got the Yankees and LA Angels. Angels minus 155, 115. Eight and a half is your total. CeCe Sabathia versus Pena. The Brew Crew have signed lefty Gio Gonzalez to a one-year deal for $2 million after the Yankees gassed him. Big Ben has a new brand new deal as well. The Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, signing a two-year extension today. The deal is a two-year extension added on to the one-year remaining on his current contract. Big Ben signed a four-year, $87.4 million extension back in 2015. After flirting with retirement, Roethlisberger is now signed to lead the Steelers until 2021 when he'll be 39 years old. He led the league in passing in 2018 with an amazing 5,129 yards throwing for 34 touchdowns and 16 interceptions. He's a six-time Pro Bowler and a very solid 15-year career. The Dallas Cowboys have picked up the fifth-year option on star running back Ezekiel Elliott. That moves the stud through Big D to 2020. He'll be signed. It's going to pay him $9.09 million. He led the NFL with 1,434 rushing yards in 2018. The Ravens signing all-pro kicker Justin Tucker to a four-year contract extension. This deal is worth $23.5 million and included 12.5 in guaranteed monies. Tucker is currently the most accurate kicker in NFL history, connecting a 90.1% of field goal attempts in his seven-year career. He's never missed a field goal from within 30 yards. Raiders running back, Marshawn Lynch, are reportedly going to hang up the cleats again. John Gruden had plans to bring the running back back, but it looks like Beast Mode is going to call it a career. He played in just six games last year, averaging 4.2 yards a carry and three touchdowns. We, me and Gabe talked about this one too. Bruce Arians still pissed. The Bucks' new head coach is seething about Tampa Bay's schedule where the Bucks play seven consecutive weeks on the road. They hit the road week four and won't be back home in Tampa Bay until week 10. Arians wants a redo. Game seven tonight in hockey, Carolina and the Stanley Cup champion, Washington Capitals in D.C. Caps minus 155 and a half. Two more elimination games in the NBA as well at eight o'clock. The Utah Jazz uh, are at Houston tonight. Uh, the Rockets uh, laying eight and a half, 212 with a win. Houston in round two. Then the Clippers battle Golden State in Oaktown. The Warriors minus 14 and a half over under 233. Golden State moves on with a win there. And in the EPL, it's the Manchester Derby this afternoon. Manchester City versus Manchester United. And we sit nil-nil 
at the half. I'm Cam Stewart. Gabe Morenci hosts Red Heat and Rage. We're going to have our friend Mark Lawrence and Gamblu stop by on the show. We'll talk about Game 7s uh, in hockey. we got elimination games in basketball and a big baseball card, too. So stick around, everybody. Red Heat and Rage Radio coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. Let's roll. Game time decisions ready to face. The radio has begun. Medicine Radio Network, iHeart Radio. Now on YouTube as well. I am Gabriel Morenci throwing it down. The raging redhead, Cam Stewart. What's going on, Cam? Uh, what's happening? Gabe's still pissed off about last night, but what are we going to do? At least SJ Sharkey came in, and uh, yeah, what can you do? Hopefully win some baseball bets this afternoon, but still pissed off about the Leafs. And uh, you know what? Uh, for Mike Babcock, a guy that gets paid that much money, man, me and you could have done a better job drunk uh, changing the lines there. The guy puts on fourth liners in key situations. Uh, I got to be honest with you. I think this guy outthinks himself, and he's probably the most overrated coach in the National Hockey League. Um, yeah, it was a very <clears throat> frustrating night uh, last night. Uh, frustrating night uh, for the Toronto Maple Leaf organization. Frustrating night uh, for me, Cam, that I had the uh, the under in the game and Patrice oh, Bergeron. What a joke. Pulled, pulled the oh, ultimate douchebag move. There's, late, there's last second goals, bro. But and then there's that. <laughs> the game was over. The series was over. Like it was, it was a dickhead move to score. There, it was. It is what it that's is. A gr- that's a that's you know? a bad beat. That's a horrible beat. Like that 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 the fact is uh, uh, a great call on the under. Uh, it looked like it was going to go over early. The game kind of settled down. And you're right, Marenzi. Like just at the end of that game, that's the problem with these elimination games and totals. You never know what these uh, douchebags are, are going to do. And I'm with you. I think that's absolutely crazy. But uh, yeah, I blame Bergeron, but Cam, I also blame yeah. Babcock. It I reminds me of, I remember I lost uh, years ago a total, and it was, I think it was the World Junior Championships, and it was like Canada and Sweden or something, and Canada was winning like 5 nothing, man, and the Swedish, the Swedish coach like pulled the goalie, and it's like, dude, you're losing 5 nothing. 5 and nothing. The, <laughs> yeah, the total was like 6.5-7 or something, and Canada scored like three or four times, and he didn't even like put the goalie back in. Like, he didn't put the goalie back in. So it's just like face-off goal, face-off goal. All right, Babcock, you pull the goalie. You're down 3-1. I get it. You pull the goalie with three minutes left. Boom. They scored in about 30 seconds later. Bam. There's two and a half minutes left. You're down 4-1. And then Anderson had a hard time getting in, in and out of the net. And then they pulled him with, like, 35 seconds left. You know, at that point, Cam, it's 4-1. You're on the road in Boston. There's 35 seconds left. It's over, bro. <laughs> like, no, you're you know right. what I mean? Like, do you want them to just score again and celebrate in front of you again? You know what I mean? Like, at some point, it's over, right? It's like, it just is. And it's just, it, all you're doing is allowing them to celebrate and prolonging the agony for you on the bench and just making it worse. And, uh, you know, frustrating beat. And then you can't make this up. I had um, I had the uh, Oklahoma City uh, Thunder on a money line parlay. Oh they got a 15-point lead. They fall apart in the last two, three minutes of the game. And Damian Lillard hits a Lillard, shot yeah. from freaking 37 feet, yeah. bro. Carnival carnival shot from almost midcourt. Yeah, that was absolutely crazy, Gabe. I feel for you. That's the problem with gambling and these bad beats. Oh. And, uh, yeah, uh, that's 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 horrible. But those are like really the two worst painful. beats of the night. Those are the two worst beats of the night, and you're on. I can't believe he actually put up that shot, let alone go in. But, uh, 
Yeah, wow. I didn't even know. I didn't even know what to say, buddy. Speechless. Uh, horrible night for me last night too. I'm sick and tired of uh, cheering for losing teams, but this seems to be. Uh, you're a Buffalo Bills fan. You get it. I'm Leafs. You're Bills, and year after year, it's Groundhog Day. It's misery. It'd be a hell of a lot easier just being a Patriots fan. We might be happy once in a while. Yeah, I feel. Uh, uh, I feel. Uh, I feel somewhat sorry, and I see. I see the. I see the uh, the similarities between being a being a Leaf fan and uh, and a Bills fan. The only difference is, like the, the Bills, yeah, the Bills are sort of like overachievers. You know what I mean? Yes. The Leafs are the Leafs have like yeah, the Bills don't have like everything at their disposal. <laughs> like the Leafs, correct? <laughs> you know, like they have no excuses. The Bills, no, yeah, we've got don't. excuses. You sure do. <laughs> I'm excuses and lots of excuses. Yeah, but yeah, but hey. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Radio. We're talking about the brutal pizza from last night. There's a bunch of baseball going on right now as we speak. Uh, we'll get you caught up uh, to date uh, with that in a couple of moments' time. We do have breaking news. Tyreek Hill, if you remember, there was um, there was some uh, there was a story about uh, the police being called to Tyreek Hill's uh, house all the time and maybe some child abuse. Maybe his girlfriend had referred to maybe that uh, his, his kid had a broken arm or something. Um, no charges filed. No charges will be filed. Uh, Kansas City police uh, say that uh, while they're disturbed by um, some of the calls and the allegations, there's not enough evidence to be pressing charges. So from well, a, a football standpoint. A long time ago, right? We didn't know the whole story. We didn't know what what happened. But there is where there's smoke, there is fire with uh, Hill sometimes, man. And, uh, you know, Kansas City, the cops are probably thinking, wow, uh, let's pray he didn't do this. We need this guy as a receiver on our team. They're going to be a hell of a lot worse without him. He does everything. Yeah, well, they, it, it's, it's, um, yeah, you never know. Goodell can still suspend him. Goodell does That's whatever the hell he wants to do. Let's bring in uh, Mark Lawrence uh, right now. We also see that uh, Skin's owner, uh, Daniel Snyder, has taken over the team's draft. So, in other words, this is going to end well. <laughs> and um, the big news, though, right now um, is uh, Kyler Murray in which who knows what's going on. Nobody knows. Maybe Mark Lawrence does if he has insight to uh, what the Arizona Cardinals are up to. But the num- the number's dropping right now. It's down to minus 400. And Kyler Murray didn't do himself any favors earlier in the day today as uh, he stiffed a charity event. Um, he didn't tell them. He just stiffed them. He didn't show up. And then he said he had other places to be. And um, now there's character issues and concern about Kyler Murray and uh, how he's going to handle success if he's already stiffing people for charitable events. Let's bring in Mark Lawrence. He's never stiff a charitable event. What's up, Mark? 
sounds a little bit like the Baker Mayfield saga last year when people were a little bit concerned about his off-the-field antics and what he was going to be like outside the locker room. But uh, it panned out well for Cleveland, so I think it's a lot of smokescreen and just hype before the draft. I think, you know, I think you're right. I got to be honest with you too. I was, um, I was in the group that was wondering about Baker Mayfield's maturity uh, level to be a quarterback in a National Football League. And listen, he's only been in the league for one year, so let's see what happens. But you know, he seemed to be able to channel that energy that he has in a positive way. And you know, people do dumb things in college, but. You know, there's a lot of people that wondered about about Murray and his sort of his personality a little bit, his full commitment to football. I I think it's all garbage, Mark. I think he's locked in. I think Kingsbury's got his guy here. King, King if they bring Kingsbury in, this guy's tailor made for Kingsbury's offense. I think they've got uh, their guy there. I still think he goes first overall. I believe he does too, Gabe, and uh, I think uh, if you're making the case for the reason why, it's simple because two reasons, one, Kingsbury and his offense, and two, they need to fill seats at that stadium in Arizona. You know, They're not going to uh, fill seats with Nick Bosa uh, starting at defensive end. Uh, they, need, uh, they need to star, and uh, that's what Kingsbury, his offensive playbook is all about, uh, and he's the guy to orchestrate that, and I think it's just a natural fit for Arizona. That's a great point, and it's hard now after sort of, and, you know, people have brought this up, this sort of prolonged public uh, bashing cam of Josh Rosen doesn't do them any favors. Like, let's say, so, let's say they don't trade Josh Rosen, all right? And you and I agree, Josh Rosen, I think, is could be a good quarterback, and maybe he still will be, he didn't get a fair shot, but. Josh Rosen has been criticized so often. Like, it's a good point by Mark that you're, if you're in Arizona, you it's like, why am I going to buy tickets now? I heard you guys are going to get Kyler Murray all year. You didn't get him. We got this Josh Rosen guy that sucked last year. And even you guys don't didn't like him because you wanted to take Kyler Murray, but then backed out at the last second. They, you know, I think it's going to be a good thing when this draft is finally over for Arizona, one way or the other, so they can move forward. But I still believe that Kyler Murray will be the guy taken. I agree 100%, Gabe. Uh, I'm with you. This has been Kingsbury's guy. Remember, even before college, he knew about Murray, the linkage between them two. It's too strong. Uh, They've already gone out there. You you talk about Rosen, too. The thing that really pisses me off, Gabe, is he's done nothing wrong. He showed up at uh, voluntary workouts. He's dealt with this whole situation. He has had one negative interview. Yesterday, you talked about... uh, Patrick Peterson uh, taking his social media logos off of the Cardinals. He had a fight with a guy in the front office or whatever. Josh Rosen has been nothing but a pro during this situation. I hope he lands somewhere where they appreciate him. I'm turning into a huge Josh Rosen fan, Gabe. It'll be interesting to see where he ends up. Um, The Washington Redskins are reportedly out, and now Daniel Snyder's uh, running things uh, heading into the draft, Uh which is just gold. Like, it's absolutely... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dude, they fired their GM last year, like the day before the draft or something like that. Now, because they thought he was drunk. So now, uh, now, now Snyder's like, well, I guess I'll, I'll just do, uh, I'll do everything myself. So um, we'll keep our eye on the numbers. We'll get back uh, to the NFL draft props a little bit uh, later on. But let's talk some NBA, Mark. The uh, the Boston Celtics uh, looked very, very good against the Pacers in the in the four game sweep and. 
you know, Boston have so much talent. They were they were labeled one of the teams to beat in the East this year coming into the year. They, you know, they had an up and down year. There was some turmoil with the club. Um, there's a lot of question marks about Kyrie Irving's future, but right now they seem to be dialed in, Mark, and they seem to be on the same page on the court. They all seem to know their roles, and it's amazing what winning a couple of games will do for team chemistry, but they've actually been playing well the last couple of weeks going in to the playoffs as well, Mark. Are, uh, in your opinion, are the uh, Boston Celtics sitting at plus 235 last I checked a couple hours ago? Are they a live dog against the Milwaukee Bucks in this series? I think the Boston Celtics were a live dog game before the playoffs began to win the Eastern Conference, just given the fact that there's a ton of value to this basketball team with players on it like uh, Kyrie, like Haywood, the coach like Brad Stevens, and they've made it now here to the second round of the playoffs. So, you know, if you bought into them early, you have to like your position here right now. But the only thing I might question is, at what point does the loss of Marcus Smart going to end up being a telltale to this basketball team here. It could likely come against a team like the Milwaukee Bucks, who I still feel are the team to beat in the Eastern Conference. But if you're a value player, a value seeker here, Boston Celtics Plus looks to be a pretty tidy take in, the, in this series. And Marcus Smart, um, the reports I saw uh, was that um, he's, um, he's progressing ahead of schedule. He's ahead of schedule, but as you stated, yeah, I, I don't know how quickly is he going to be able to come back here. Now, uh, the Toronto Raptors are, um, man, it just keeps climbing. Uh, the Raptors told you the yeah, buck up, 80. Up to 230 right now. 230? I thought it'd get up to maybe 220 max, but 230, wow. Raptors Jeez. up to 230, and pretty much everybody I ask about this series, Mark, tells me they think the Raptors are going to roll the Philadelphia 76ers rather easily. In, in five, maybe six games. How do you feel about this series, Mark? Well, I see a Toronto basketball team that finds ways to lose playoff games rather than win them. Uh, I've seen that before in the past. Now they're suddenly the favorite here against the Philadelphia Sixer team that's got a pretty well-stocked roster here. The key is going to obviously be the condition of Joel Embiid's knee, and if they can get seven games out of him in this series, if they if the series were to go seven games and he could play all seven games, I think Philadelphia could be a force in the thing. I'd take Philadelphia plus in the series here. I like the roster, and I just don't like the fact that Toronto has gagged before in the past, and they have to prove it to me before I'd lay that kind of a prize. Mark's from Missouri, Cam. Yeah, I know. <laughs> show me state. <laughs> That's right. Show me something. That's true. Beating Orlando, it's not really like, ooh, you know, it's it's something you should be doing. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of with. Mark. I hear I hear it's a big price. It's a big price. I'm not I'm not disputing it. They're favored All by right, five and a half in the opener too. Yeah, let's take let's take a quick break. I think the Raptors are going to beat them. I think you can lay a game and a half. Uh, Raptors uh, win in five or six, not seven. But we'll take a quick break. Uh, we'll jump into the database and see what's up on the diamond with Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Report here. Kyler Murray reportedly has the lowest Wonderlick test among uh, top 2019 NFL draft quarterbacks. Man, they're coming hard at this kid. They sure are, man. His stock. They're coming hard. They're coming hard. Like it's, if Kyler, if Kyler this Murray is what was a they do. Game, it's gone from Apple to like you know a pet computer pretty quick. Like it's over, man. Wow. <laughs> they're crucifying him. <laughs> yeah, he stiffed a charitable event. Uh, now it's uh, now the lowest. Funny how this comes. Oh, the lowest Wonderlick. Uh, yeah, test. Wonderlick you know, and it's crazy. Score. The people that are really doing this the most are probably teams that are drafting like 12th and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. That's drop, the evil drop, thing drop. about this, right? <laughs> Not like the Arizona Cardinals are out there. Oh, yeah, let's smear this kid before we draft him. There's other people that are like, maybe if we smear him enough, It'll scare Arizona away, and they won't draft him, and everyone else won't, and we'll get him. Um, there was a story, uh, Mark uh, Mark Lawrence with his playbook.com. Uh, J.J. Watt, when he's coming out of Wisconsin, he met with uh, Rex Ryan. And Rex Ryan told him, listen, I think you're the best player, uh, but I'll be honest with you. He goes, you're not going to be around when we draft you. But he goes, I'm just telling you, that if you failed a drug test or you did something, I'll draft you anyways if you're going to fall. <laughs> so, I, I like his you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, that's uh, teams say, you know, Rex Ryan's a good guy. Rex, so other GMs are just telling, like, tell someone in the media, oh, yeah, he's got a drug problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> just to sort of get it out there. But it's amazing, Mark, how they really, really attack kids right before the draft. And there's usually people with their own personal agenda all the time when they do this. Well, you mentioned Murray, uh, the lowest Wonderlick test score, and it's ironic you mentioned that because last year when the Browns drafted Baker Mayfield, he had scored the highest ever on what they call the new Wonderlick test. That's called the AIQ test, the average intelligence quotient. And uh, Mayfield had scored the highest ever of any quarterback. So you have two quarterbacks in opposite parallels that were both Heisman Trophy winners, both at Oklahoma. Uh, coming out of the same schools. But you have to also ask yourself, who are the people that put these tests together? They're engineer geeks that put these uh, these numbers together here. They know nothing about playing and competing in live competitive sports. All that counts is really whether or not you can get your team into the end zone more often than the other team can. So I think that one other score is just a scare off as far as Kyler Murray is concerned. Yeah, and um, let's look uh... – Let's look right now at the history, um, the the history of of Wonderlick scores. And I'll put it this way: Ryan Fitzpatrick has like the best Wonderlick score ever. <laughs> Seven picks. <laughs> Guys throw a lot of interceptions. Sure has. 
You know what I mean? I, I had never won a playoff game. Uh, Greg McElroy, nice guy, Greg McElroy. Good guy, won a national championship with Alabama. He got 49 out of 50 on the Wonderlic. He's, he's in an the ESPN booth right now. Yeah. Right. Like. <laughs> and I'm not looking for a Jeopardy champion here, Mark. I'm looking for a guy that can run and throw. <laughs> That's exactly right. You know, and you talk to Brian Fitzpatrick, the situation down here in Miami uh, being what it is that, uh, you know, the Dolphins, other than Dan Marino, that was. Uh, there's only been one other quarterback they drafted in the first round since 1983. That was Ryan Tannehill. That tells you all you need to know about the Miami Dolphins and why they've not met with any success because they refuse to go after the most important player on the field, a quarterback, and they're likely not to do that again this year. They're going to live instead with Ryan Fitzpatrick and his three backups who have thrown a combined total of three passes in their NFL football career. So you have to ask yourself, you know, who's running the ship these days? And down here in Miami, nobody seems to know. Oh, the same guy that was uh, running the Titanic, uh, evidently, <laughs> because uh, when you look at the Miami Dolphins, and it's true, and, you know, Fitzpatrick, it looks like he's on the Krispy Kreme uh, training regiment, uh, Cam, in the yeah, offseason. Yeah, he's taking a page out of my book. Yeah, he's just trolling them now. He's like, yeah, whatever. You guys suck. You know you suck. That's why you. That's why you brought me in. Like that. That's Fitzpatrick's deal. Everything's just funny. But um, I agree, Mark. I don't think the Miami Dolphins are going to be looking at a quarterback uh, this year in the draft. So, you know what I was fascinated by, Mark, is you know, and FanDuel has the prop up. Who's going to be the second player taken in the draft? And you know, there's a lot of smoke right now as far as Kyler Murray maybe not being the top pick. And then you've got Nick Bosa, who Nick Bosa's got a social media history, Mark, that's not a good one. And I don't think it's the end of the world in the National Football League, at least with the owners and the coaches. But, you know, we spoke to a player today uh, who's on the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he basically stated he knows all about the Nick Bosa and everything. And he said that uh, he wouldn't respect him. He said, basically, you know, if you're you're like a big-time pick and stuff, you're like one of the leaders on the team, and you can't be a leader on the team if people know you're racist. And basically, he goes, we know who this guy is. And he goes, he won't be respected in rooms. He's going to have a hard time because of this. And he said, yeah, we wouldn't want him. San Francisco, I mean, you know, he's retweeting some anti, some homophobic stuff, Mark. Um, you know, he called San Francisco a, a, a you know a liberal hellhole in which he'd never want to live there, and he went pretty hard at this. Yeah, he's a very good player. I, you know, I, it'll be interesting to see to me what happens with Bosa. If this is just all swept under the carpet, if they're like, listen, he's this good, you know, whatever, we'll deal with it. Um, or if he falls a little bit, and how fall uh, how far he falls, Mark. But I'm thinking Quinn Williams is the guy. And I got a prop here. Quinton Williams, second player drafted, uh, is plus 360 in the draft. I've seen a couple of mock drafts that I really respect that does also have Williams going number two ahead of Bosa in this draft. And if not from uh, a talent standpoint, at least from, as you mentioned here, a locker room standpoint. So it wouldn't be a surprise. The pedigree's there from Alabama. You can also remember the fact that Bosa, more or less, I'm not going to say quit on Ohio State last year, but you know after his injury he didn't even attempt to come back to play. You know he opted to protect himself for this draft instead. So you have to ask yourself, what are you getting with Nick Bosa? You know what you're going to get with Quinn and Williams. 
funny, Mark, you bring that up. And, Cam, if you notice, seems to me my memory serves me correctly when, when Clowney was injured and he even played a bit and he, he played and he came back, he was somehow, he quit on the team. Ed Oliver quit on the team. We don't hear that about Bosa with the media. You, know, you never hear Excellent that. Mark point. brought it up. Excellent you never hear point. that. Oh, yeah, kid got hurt. Never he went yeah, back to campus and screw you and laughed at it. I'm not, I'm not playing with you guys. Dude, let's just be real. If that was a lot of other people, they would have been killed for it, including by myself for it. They would have been. But yep. Bosa's got, gotten a free pass. Ooh, Bosa this, Bosa that, Cam. It never ends with this kid. No, it doesn't because of his brother, too, and his brother's success uh, with the Chargers and stuff. But excellent yeah. point. Remember that incident with Ed Oliver, who Mark has uh, going to your bills uh, at nine, Gabe, at his mock draft. Remember the situation with Oliver? He's just a passionate kid, yet I, I think the media threw him totally under the bus. And he played his ass off for uh, a Houston Cougar team that didn't really have a very good defense at all. So you're saying it. Different strokes for different folks, and it seems like the white guy gets away with it a lot more. Just saying, Marenzi. Just saying. Yeah, uh, you know, when it comes to Bosa, so, uh, Mark, uh, before we get you out of here, we got uh, Major League uh, Baseball uh, today. Uh, let's take a look at the coffee club, and uh, what's the database uh, saying today, Mark? Well, uh, not a bad-looking card overall on the card today, uh, Major League Baseball-wise. I'm going to look at uh, Cole Hamels here tonight against the Dodgers. Uh, he's in excellent current form. He's peaking back to the form that Cole Hamels used to be in and going up against Walker Bueller for the Dodgers, who's coming in on a lot of name and reputation, hasn't shown anything this year, has Bueller on the road, got a 6.00 ERA away from Dodger Stadium, and these numbers that Hamels is putting up, I like the Cubs in this spot here tonight. Uh, they open up a small dog. I'll be on the Cubbies in this contest. How about the Red Sox getting swept yesterday? Yeah, and now lay minus two thirty again tonight with Rodriguez on the hill against Ross. Mark, a, a lot of number. name and reputation plays. You know that that goes hand in hand with that old big ugly dog theory, Gabe. That uh, sometimes you play the dog. You're not so much playing the dog, but you're playing against a favorite that's either yeah. not so much incompetent, but uh, it's creaky. And right now, the Boston Red Sox are a very creaky baseball team. I think Detroit plus uh, $2 is a nice-looking side in that baseball game. True. Yeah, and right, Ross is in good form, too. Take a look at the two pitchers, too, guys. Ross has got an ERA of 3.38. Rodriguez, 7.2. And you're getting plus 200 or more with the Tigers? You could sign me up. That's that's strictly value right there. Mark, I love your coffee club. This is one of the funniest things where people uh, send you a question. Gary from Brooklyn wonders, Gabe, listen to, the, listen to this one. Is there anything better than a Game 7 of an NHL playoff series? Mark says. Not unless you count sneaking a peek at the Playboy magazine hidden under your pillow at night as a youngster. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent read, Mark. That's awesome. <laughs> but sort of out I of memory, it. if you know what I'm saying. If you know what I'm saying, Gabe. <laughs> oh, I know what you're saying, buddy. I feel the same way. Um, you know, epic, um, cra crazy collapse last night, Mark, for the Las Vegas oh. Golden Knights. Wow. You know, they're up three games to one in the series. They find themselves in the game seven. You're up three nothing with less than 10 minutes left. I'm not going to say we've never seen that before because, quite frankly, we saw the least blow a 4-1 lead with about eight minutes left in the third period before. So we've seen it before. You had wild, wild game, uh, wild series last night, uh, San Jose and Las Vegas, Mark. You know, I'm working last night in the magazine, guys, and I say, okay, I'm going to call it quits about 12-15. I'm going to go to bed, and usually I... 
I'll put on ESPN or something just to put me to sleep, and I put the hockey game on. And when I turn it on, I watch this cross-checking penalty that they called five minutes a major for, which is a ludicrous call because it was nowhere near a major cross-checking penalty. Uh, he fell over a player, and he didn't go down because of the cross-check. But the bottom line here is it was, I think, one of the best NHL Game 7s we've ever seen. Yeah, very exciting. Playbook.com. Get excited. Check out Mark Lawrence's mock draft. Make some money. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. tax refund and swing for the fences playing daily fantasy baseball with dailyroto.com come the eight daily roto lineup optimizer to you to win one million dollars in a fan fan duel or DraftKings tournament or become one of the countless number of people that have won thousands of thousands of dollars if you're playing mlb dfs and not using dailyroto.com you're doing it wrong enter the promo code fntsy for a special 10 percent discount you'll get lineup alerts projected ownership percentages weather updates fantasy projections and the use of the same daily roto lineup optimizers that have produced millions in dfs winnings that's the 2019 mlb daily roto premium package at dailyroto.com use the promo code fntsy for a special 10 percent discount today uh, cam i see right now that um the state of colorado which uh, the state of Colorado, which uh, was the first, of course, to uh, to legalize uh, recreational marijuana use, has um, just uh, just passed the sports betting bill, sixty three to one, sixty three to one. Who's the one? I Jer- wonder about that. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I guess they you? voted against weed too. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're the ethics police. <laughs> but to I be honest, everything. that's. That's a pretty much a slam dunk, though. It's not a lot of places. Sure so, got to tip your cap to the state of Colorado. I mean, what's there not to like, Cam? They like hockey up there. You got the Colorado Avalanche, Colorado Rockies, Denver Broncos, legalized marijuana, and uh, now legalized sports uh, gambling on the way. Funny you mentioned that. We've always talked about our uh, final destinations. We've talked about Albuquerque, but Gabe, there's a lot of places in Colorado too. You don't have to be right in Denver. You can go to the smaller places, the Springs, Colorado Springs, home of Lieutenant Joe Kenda, a couple other places there, too. Sounds like a real nice spot to be, buddy. It's got everything you need. Smoke, games, fun, and cheap, and it's actually very economical, too. Everything I love. Got to believe that sports sports betting will pretty much be legal as much as, as, as marijuana will pretty much be legal. Not everywhere, everywhere, but it's just amazing to me. And once again, you know, we have the state of New York. That's still stuck in the mud uh, in they this. They sure are. What are uh, they doing? Because Colorado. Know. All right, Colorado. I'm surprised you're taking Colorado this long, to be honest. I mean, they've had weed for years. I'm surprised you guys didn't get on the on the sports betting train earlier than this. But um, all you need to know, guys, so we talk about this. So you think about places that are accepting sports bets right now. Mississippi, yes. New York, no. West Virginia. Virginia. Yes. Yes. New York. No. No. 
Oh. Now no. the latest, uh, the latest state that's hardly some sort of uh, beacon of doing crazy things, Cam. Iowa. Iowa legalized sports betting yesterday. Excellent move for Iowa. When we go down to Vegas, we see a lot of Wisconsin and uh, and and Hawkeyes down there. The people from the Midwest love they to do throw like it to down. gamble. They sure do. Trust me. Like me and you, we know we've been to Vegas a lot, and we can give you a fair assessment. Badger country and Hawkeye country, they gamble their asses off. It was actually funny. I was actually hanging out with a guy from Iowa a little bit on my trip. Uh, I didn't play too much blackjack this time around, but he was an Iowa Hawkeye. And, uh, yeah, they do love to gamble. And, Gabe, you know, in those type of states, just do it, man. Bring the money in. And it's insane to me. You live in New York, the most populated people. You could do so much with the infrastructure. But, oh, 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 Cuomo and the government, oh, we wouldn't want to legalize sports gambling. Okay, then just let New Jersey have the money, New York. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing to me. It's insane that they're leaving money on the table, Gabe. You know, the things you could do with that money, too. New York's a huge state. And, like, they talk about, oh, yeah, if you have a problem, that's why they open casinos. That's why they do this. Don't treat us as children. We're grown adults. We can do whatever the hell we want to do. Yet New York treats people like they're children. Oh, we can't have you gambling. We can't have you doing this. Well, you know what? Get bent, as I say. Get Get on board and figure it out. It's just so stupid. Can't even smoke weed. What a joke. Um, what are we, kids? And you look at Canada, and look, Canada legalized marijuana, but um, the sports betting, not well. Betting, though. Not <laughs> well struggling. No, well. <laughs> horrible, horrible plan. It was a very bad, the, the, they could learn a lot from Colorado and Nevada and how to do it properly, but that's a story for another day. Everyone's to blame. <laughs> Everyone, like. You know, like you said, the government's to blame, but you have a bunch of bozos that all were dying to open up weed stores, and then they get a license to do it, and they're not ready to open up the store. (laughs) Exactly. Another good point. The the whole thing, the whole thing's just stupid. But, you know, Canada's already had sports betting, obviously, but through parlays only, guys. And so as it is now, and it's been this way for like about 25, 30 years, to be honest. I don't even remember when I played. I I believe... I think uh, Lotto Quebec was the first one. I think Misogier was called. It's called Face Off. Misogier in French called Face Off. I think that was the first one, and Ontario was sort of a year or like a little bit after. Um, I remember, Cam, I used to have to go to the Lotto Quebec headquarters to, to play the ticket. Like it was, <laughs> no it, wasn't sophi- it wasn't sophisticated enough that it was in every store yet. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It was like, oh, no, no, yeah, they have a machine. If you want to play or you want to bet on hockey or baseball or something, you can. But you've got to go to their headquarters and do it at the machine there. And then whatever, then they got into the stores. So they've had this for years. Um, but it's it's a parlay system. So in Canada, they're not ethically or morally against you gambling. They're just ethically and morally against you winning. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the gambling problem. It's like there's no in Canada. There's no debate so as to well, gambling's yeah. bad. We're religious. We don't want this here. Like no one in Canada says that. Everyone's like, no, no. They just debate. Yeah, well, we're making a lot of money off these parlays, guys. And if we let them bet single games, they're not going to play parlays anymore. Like that's their moral stance, Cam. <laughs> For sure. Remember this too, Gabe. Back in the day, they only had. Uh, the three-game parlay, right? But now on the, the game called point spread that we use for mostly for the NFL football, you can do a two-game parlay. That's the minimum yeah, now. But listen, but, but listen, listen, it's crazy. Two-game parlay sucks. Two-game parlay, it pays two to one, Cam. 
I know it does. It's horrible. It's the worst so odds going. So you're doubling your money 6. for a two-to-one parlay. Yeah, but they're so stupid that this is what I'm talking about, like the stupidity of the pro line in Ontario, that they have a two-team parlay. It literally pays two-to-one, guys. All right? It's brutal. So you get two games right against the point spread. They'll give, they'll double your money. Yeah, Cam, they'll give you five times your money to get three right, right? Yeah. So yeah, to get three yeah, and ten yeah. to get four. Ten for yeah, four. Yeah. So basically, so but Cam, so instead of taking playing a two-team parlay at their two-to-one odds, if you only wanted two teams to win, take two three-team parlays, but just play the same side of one of them, and you're winning yeah, two point five times your like money. Like a round robin, like a round robin. You're making type. more money. You're making 2.5 yeah. times your money, and you only need to win two games as well. You see, like they, they're ripping people off. Like they're like, and how many, how many, like, how many people, some just casual guy, some dumbass that plays these tickets, like you know, during the football season, only once a week with his wife at the grocery store, playing a two-team parlay, doesn't realizing how he's getting jobbed. Like it's it's. <laughs> Like you know, like if if a book or a casino did that, can you imagine if any casino or sports book said, "Hey, yeah, man, we have a we have a promo running. Pick two games and we'll double your money." They get laughed out of business. Like they get <laughs> shut down by the Better Business Bureau. But they think, it's, "Ooh, it's, it's great. It's embarrassing. Yeah, that's great. It's, it's embarrassing." I'm going to tell you one thing, though, Gabe, by the time uh, I don't know how long you're going to be living in New York for for how many years. But by the time, if you ever do come back to somewhere in Canada, there will be what, single game sports betting. I'm almost positive. It's just one of those things when you get desperate enough. I think there will be by next football season. There should be like the way Ford's running the show in Ontario. He's already season. he's he's tried. He's tried everything at Woodbine. Now they have real table games and roulette, not just slots. This guy's a pro gambling guy. so. Especially in Ontario, I would be surprised if it's not uh, going to be in place by next football season. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, I think I think it uh, I think it'll be coming, and it's you know it, it it's going to be coming everywhere. It's going to be federal soon. It is. They're they're on top of it. Federal in in the United States, there'll be a federal gaming act uh, put across the board because, and I've talked about this a million times, but the fact is, the NFL. The NFL wants in on this, right? And Major League Baseball, like these leagues, want to make money off of gambling. For but sure. They have a hard they have a hard time making money off of gambling if they're making money from something that's illegal in places where they are. You, you know what I mean? Like, yep. It's sort of like the state of Colorado. It's still federally illegal to sell weed. So they can't do business with banks, Colorado. It's so stupid. They have, like, warehouses full of paper money because they can't put the money in the bank because it's dirty money. So it's sort of like the same type of thing in the NFL. The NFL doesn't want to say, all right, listen, we're going to make a bunch of money off the New York, uh, the New Jer- the New York Giants and, uh, and Jets because they play in Jersey, and we're going to cut a bunch of gambling deals. But... We'd get arrested for doing the same thing in Charlotte, North Carolina. Where we can't do this. You know what I mean? Like, yep. we're not going to participate in something that's illegal. So, like, I know the owner of the Dolphins is basically, they're all pushing this. The owner of Dolphins didn't hide it. He basically stated that they, the owners want more interaction. They understand that gambling is bigger than fantasy. And it's the new sort of 
He said, we envision a day very soon in the NFL where you'll be sitting at your seat and there'll be like an iPad in your seat, like on the back. You know what I mean? Like the new Ram stadium is going to have that in some parts, in some seats. So it'll be like, so you keep up with your fantasy and other games because they get it. They're like, people are, you know, you want to come to a game. You want to get your fantasy team. You got to get bets in. So they basically said, yeah, we envision a day very shortly that you'll be at the game. And basically, you'll be able to bet on whether the next pass is a touchdown throw or not from your seat. And he said, imagine the interaction and how fun it'll be for the fans. Oh, I for sure. imagine all the money we're all going to make. That's what they want to do. But he said, he said, we can't do this if it's illegal in one state and we're, you know, we're operating in these states. He goes, we just Very true. said there's Very certain true. owners that just don't want to hear about it if it's illegal. So he goes, well, we're he- getting this to be legal. You talk about attendance being down all over the board. It has to do with a lot of things. When And you know the experience. We go to a Buffalo Bills game. That's the game. People want to be at home with the super ticket. I got this game. I got this game. I got this game. I had those fantasy receivers. Those are my backs. That's my DFS lineup. These are my bets. These are my spread bets over-unders. When you're at the Bills game, you almost feel stuck. And a lot of the times these teams are talking about that. People, the NFL experience is about all the games, not just one, and how many people are involved in betting and fantasy. So. You're right, Gabe. They got to do something to keep people around because we haven't been at Bills games before going nuts when all this crazy stuff's happening on all the other games. The Bills, the Bills games, and God bless them. But the Bills games, it's yeah, like 1965. It is. I like, know. It's like they don't, even, they don't even have the scores. They don't even have scores on the board. Like they're like, I know. it's so old school. They do it. Like I remember going to games in the 80s in LA. And that's what they used to do. They come on. Scores from around the league, Denver, <laughs> and, and everyone would be listening, woo, right? Ooh. That's what they do at Buffalo, guys. There's, like, no scoreboard. Like, you basically go to Bill's it's game. ridiculous. And, like, at halftime, they'll be like, oh, and around the league, it's, you know, Raiders 14, Chiefs 10. And they just read it once, and that's it. You don't know anything. There's not, like, one TV. Is there a TV screen in that entire stadium, Cam? Nope. Like, you know nope. how, like, just, in a lot of stadiums, like, just, just the screen. Like, you know, you're. If you go to a hell, you go to an Argo game. You take a leak. They have a screen in a bathroom, and the bathroom's heated at that BMO's field. Yeah. <laughs> that's a Canadian football league game. <laughs> yeah, I know. You go to a Bills game. It's like I don't know, man. I, you, you have no idea what's going on in the outside world. <laughs> we're, we're not even going to tell you about the, the, the facilities. Out. Pissing in the drop. That's from like the seventies. I like how they said, in. "Oh yeah, we renovated the stadium." It's like yeah, Cameron really? Two True said. Said they didn't renovate it. They just, they painted it black. <laughs> I think it was all gray. It was all gray and concrete. So they painted it black. It looks better. But you didn't renovate it. You painted it black. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Ready to play. Okay, no. okay, 
Radio Network, iHeart uh, Radio now on YouTube as well. Um, we're just talking about uh, some gaming uh, situations in different states, uh, Iowa, Colorado, etc. cetera. Uh, New York, it's coming. It continues. They're just, you know, everything takes forever in the state of New York, uh, Cam. A lot of bureaucracy. Sure. Um, in in the in the state uh, in the state of New York, uh, but other news. Jay Cornegay. Jay Cornegay is the creator of the uh, super contest, the uh, world famous super contest at the uh, Westgate in Las Vegas, formerly the Hilton and LVH and a million other names uh, over the years. Currently, the Westgate uh, properties. Um, the uh, the super contest. You know, winner, about a million dollars. There's like 3,000 people in it this past year, if not more. Kind of a pain in the ass. There's too many people in it. Uh, but the deal is, you know, every year we've got to go to Vegas Day to register. You've got to enter in person. And then you've got to get a proxy. Pay them right? 300 so, bucks. Yeah, you've got to pay someone to put your picks in uh, for you on a weekly basis. So suddenly you, you're paying for the contest and you're down another 300 bucks. You're basically down two thousand dollars to enter a contest, and not to mention the travel to get there, hotels. It's insane, you know, to get into this contest. So unless you live in Vegas and you're, you know, but a lot of people don't, and they go there for the contest. But the super contest that we were wondering, listen, I I would expect that FanDuel and DraftKings and the others are going to have their own contests uh, with this upcoming year. Uh, now that they're they're more functional and operational, but um, the Westgate has announced that they're holding the uh, there's going to be a uh, the the super contest is coming to the East Coast. That the Westgate is setting up shop in New Jersey, and they're going to be expanding to other states, but they're going to be set up shop for New Jersey, Smart. and that there's going to be an East Coast super contest ready for this year. Brilliant, and. You won't need a proxy. Exactly. Money in like, your uh, Yeah, you can just put the picture yourself on a mobile device in state, which you will be able to take as well very shortly, potentially this year. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Update from Game Time Decisions. Everybody, I'm Dan Stewart with your fantasy sports news update. No charges are coming to Kansas City Chiefs wideout Tyreek Hill. Investigators believe a crime did take place against Hill's three-year-old son, but the DA said not enough evidence to charge Hill and his fiance for child abuse. More to come on this story. Big Ben has a brand new deal. The Pittsburgh quarterback signing a two-year extension with the Steelers. It's a two-year extension with that one year remaining on his current contract. Big Ben signed a four-year $87.4 million extension back in 2015. He flirted with retirement before, but now Roethlisberger signed to lead the Steelers until 2021, and he'll be 39 years old. He led the league in passing in 2018 with over 5,000 yards, 34 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. He's a six-time Pro Bowler and a Super Bowl champion. The Dallas Cowboys have picked up the fifth-year option on stud running back Ezekiel Elliott. 
The move keeps him in Big E through 2020 and will pay him $9.09 million. Elliott led the NFL with 1,434 rushing yards in 2018. Big move for the Ravens here. They've signed all-pro kicker Justin Tucker to a four-year contract extension. The deal is worth $23.5 million, 12.5 of that million guaranteed. Tucker is currently the most accurate kicker in NFL history, connecting on 90.1% of field goal attempts in his brilliant seven-year career. He's never missed a field goal within 30 yards. Raiders, Raiders running back Marshawn Lynch reportedly going to hang up the cleats. John Gruden had plans to bring Beast Mode back, but didn't know Lynch's intentions. Lynch played just six games last year, averaging 4.2 yards a carry and three touchdowns. Bruce Arians is not impressed. Gabe and I talked about this yesterday. The Bucks' new head coach seething about Tampa Bay's schedule. It's insane. The Bucks play seven consecutive weeks on the road. They hit the road week four and won't be back in Tampa Bay till week 10. Arians is pissed. He wants a redo. I think it's unfair for his team. Afternoon ball today. Let's take a look at the games. Miami and Cleveland. The Indians get it done 6-2. to two. Jose Ramirez, four RBIs for the Tribe. St. Louis over Milwaukee, final 5-2. to two. Wainwright the win. Chassin the loss. Ian Snell, not great in his first game back for the Rays. He gave up three runs, two earned on five hits in 3.1 innings. Kansas City hammering Tampa Bay, 10-2 the final. Games in progress. Colorado up on Washington, 6-3, bottom six. Texas and Oakland tied at three, top four. Seattle and San Diego, the Padres have scored. They're up one to nothing there. San Fran and Toronto scoreless in the top of the fourth. 640, we got Atlanta and Cincinnati. Braves 125, nine and a half. Soroka versus Rourke. Two at 7.05, Chicago White Sox at Baltimore, O's minus 125, over under 10. Santana versus Means, Arizona at Pittsburgh, the Pirates, Yar, laying 138 is your total. Kelly versus Lyles at 7.10, Ice Cold Boston hosting Detroit, the Red Sox minus 225, total 9.5. Ross versus Rodriguez, Philly at the New York Mets, the Phillies laying 135, 9, Velasquez and Vargas, 8.05, good one here. Dodgers minus 120 at the Cubs, total 8. Bueller versus Hamels, who's pitching well. 8-10, Minnesota and Houston. The Strohs minus 265, over under 9. Stewart versus Verlander, 10-07. We have the Yankees and Angels. Angels minus 115, 8.5 is your over under. Sabathia versus Pena. The Brew Crew have signed lefty pitcher Gio Gonzalez to a one-year $2 million deal. We got game sevens tonight in hockey. Caps minus 165.5, home to Carolina. Two more elimination games in the NBA at 8 o'clock, the Utah Jazz at the Rockets. Rockets, 8.5, 2.13. And then the Clippers, they battle Golden State at Oaktown. The Warriors laying 14.5 points over under 2.33. Golden State wins. They move on. EPL final, the Manchester Derby. Manchester City beat Man United 2 to nothing. is your final. I'm Cam Stewart. Stick around. Gabe Morenzi hosts Red Heat and Rage. We got more sports talk and gambling and the DFS hour coming up at 6 o'clock as well. So stick around, everybody. More Red Heat and Rage Radio. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, time to lace them up, man. We got Lou coming in the cage here, Cam. Uh-oh, better put on my protector. <laughs> I know you don't like wearing the visor on the ice, Cam, but I advise um, you better put the visor on. With, with Lou? You're damn right. I got to put the full cage on. Where are my Lou's gloves? <laughs> put yeah, the gloves on. Your, yeah, put, put, put your equipment on, Brency. In comes Lou. 
No, no, there's, I don't really see, I don't see why we should. I love Lou. I don't see Lou's behind. <laughs> Lou. Lou. Yeah, Lou now from I'm my gap. Now I'm scared with all my futures, too, with Boston advancing. God, man, I need somebody to knock those clowns out. Can, do you think Columbus can beat these guys, Gabe? Now I really yes. need the jackets to win. Against the Leafs, I was all Leafs, and I don't mind giving up my Columbus futures, but I really need the jackets to beat the Bruins. God, that would be great. Come on, Columbus, please. You, uh, I was going to ask you, actually. Um, I think we are, we're both biased. I yes. think a little bit. Like, like I'd pretty much bet against Boston with anybody, to be honest. Like, Me too. I don't like Boston. Like, I got Tuka caught up Ra- in it. Tuka Rass played good, too. He did. She played he was well. the difference. Really well. He, he was yeah, the he difference. Was. The Leafs actually dominated many parts of that game, even though Babcock was ridiculous with the way he switches his lines. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really pissed off if, at that It's guy, weird man. if this makes sense, Cam, that the Leafs were the better team, but Boston deserved yeah. to win, if that makes yeah. sense. It, it, it actually mean? does, yeah. The Leafs no, were the better team. Like, they were. You add it all up, and, like, it's like, yeah, you guys, the Leafs were kind of better, but you didn't win. You know what I mean? The Leafs and, are soft. And it's not like you came close to winning. You didn't. <laughs> like, you fell apart in the third period. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, it wasn't really that close. And, and again, uh, they give up the two goals in the first period. Then they come back. Like, you can't. In the playoffs, when 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 did, when did the Leafs ever come out in anybody and, like, punch them in the face the way Columbus did to Tampa and take a three to nothing lead early? Never. That's the answer to the question. They always have to grind. They always, oh, oh, we come out. Maybe they might score the first goal in the game, but when have they had 20 minutes of sustained pressure and like had a three to nothing or four to nothing lead in the first period and buried teams early? Dallas did it. Columbus did it. You know, St. Louis did it to Winnipeg. Like the Leafs don't do it, Gabe. They don't show up in big games. It really pisses me off, man. They need a whole culture. They need a change of culture there. They need to bring in some kind of leaders because these guys they have on the team, they're too young. They're not getting it done. They're just, they just don't have that grit and that grime. They don't seem tough enough to me. They seem like millennials that are fast. Yeah, there's too many, and there's too many of the same player on the team. Correct. You know what I mean? You've got, you know, Marner's great, good young player, and Matthews, and Nylander. Yeah, they're all all just Tavares. Like, guys, like, it's almost like a football team. Like, all right, we got five wide receivers now. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? We got no D line back. Yeah, like the, the, if if the Leafs if the Leafs were a uh, a football team, you know what they they don't have? They got no pass rush and they can't stop the run. You know, it's like yeah, you guys are cute. You start throwing the ball around and stuff, but teams run the ball down your throat when they have to. And you're right, they don't have that grit factor. Maybe if they get sick of losing enough, that it'll it'll get to them. But I think they might have so too many of the same guys uh, on the point. team. And Absolutely. and it's up to Babcock as well to, you know, that's what you're getting paid for, bro. Like, that's the deal of coaching, like taking the players you have and winning with them. I would get rid yeah. of every defenseman that they have, too. Their defensemen are terrible. But their forwards can't get the puck out of the zone either. Like, they're all bad. No, they are. And Babcock makes a lot of money. But this is the issue that I have as a coach. I've never seen a guy play so many players that have no offensive skills that many minutes. It's a do-or-die playoff game. Throw your horses out. Guys on the fourth and third line shouldn't have almost the same type of uh, ice time, Gabe. He did a horrible job. He got out coached by Cassidy big time. Big time. I get the feeling. I think Columbus are sort of like San Jose. I think they might be yeah. a team of destiny uh, right so. now. They're extremely well-rested. And 
quite frankly, I don't think Boston are that good. But I could be biased. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Solid stuff, I guess. I got a bad case of betting you. Betting the Leafs will be an early grave for me. Pissing units away. So, like we're saying, I don't know. We'll bring Lou in right now. Yeah, we'll get his uh, his opinion on this. Lou. And uh, hopefully uh, we don't come to blows, but we might because uh, Boston Bruins, I'm second. It's hockey talk. (laughs) It's hockey talk time with Lou. Gamblu.com. Lou! How you doing, Lou? Gentlemen, we're in the middle of the Stanley Cup playoffs. We're almost at the end of round one. Uh, Everywhere you look, from our spot a week ago to last night's uh, infractions in game seven in uh, San Jose. There's passion spilling everywhere. It, I, I couldn't be happier for the game of hockey, and it's a great time to be a hockey fan. Hey, listen, it's entertaining. It's sure entertaining, is. but, you know, Vegas Vegas couldn't be, could, can't say that they're not, you know, that the penalty, I can understand uh, their frustration. Uh, but at the at the same point in time, I feel I, I'm happy for Joe Thornton and the San Jose Sharks. They've been on the they've been on the other end of so many of these That's weird comebacks, true. meltdowns, disappointments, and everything else in between. So the resiliency that the San Jose Sharks showed, I've got to tip my cap to them. So me and Cam were just crying about the Toronto Maple Leafs and the uh, the Boston Bruins. Uh, Cam's a Leaf fan, and I just hate the Bruins. Um, so we're talking about their series against the Columbus Blue Jackets. And, you know, Boston are a strange team to me. i got to give credit to Tuka Rask. He played great in this series. He really did. He, he did. was very, very steady. You know, Anderson made spectacular saves, but he'd also let in bad goals. You know, Rask was just very steady. The one thing that I really credit the Boston Bruins for as well is they're so calm under pressure, guys. You know, like, you see, like, you know, when when the Leafs were down a goal, you're like, oh, they're screwed. When Boston was down a goal, it's like, ah, it doesn't matter. They're only down a goal. Like, there's a sense of calmness to them. Marchant, I got to give him credit, going from a little rat bastard to still sort of an asshole, but not as much as he used to be. He doesn't lick people's faces now. Yeah, he's grown. He's grown. He's smarter But he's a real leader on that team, guys, and. I, I tip my cap to them, all right, guys? Like, as much as I, I rip the too. Bruins, I tip my cap to their solid, their solidness, their professionalism, and their solidness. But at the same point in time, they, they're they not a very, like, uh, they're very reliant on a couple of players. 
And they really do it with willpower, good coaching, not, don't make mistakes. They get the puck out of their zone. Chara's a big dude still, even though he's old. A good defense. Columbus can beat them. Like It's not like yeah. Boston are invincible. Toronto just didn't have what it takes. They don't have that grit factor. What about Columbus, Lou? Columbus and Boston. Who do you like in this series? Well, I'll tell you that both have improved uh, in the first round of the playoffs, really, over their regular season numbers. To, to You know, Boston's so solid on the special teams, I could regurgitate a lot of what you said. Uh, I, I make Boston, because of home ice, the rightful favorite, also because of experience. Uh, I do believe Columbus is live. Uh, I, I would probably choose to attack this series game by game uh, while Boston is gritty and experienced and, and uh, somewhat deep with experience. They're not necessarily a complete team in that their scoring really comes from a line and a half. And after that, it kind of goes away. And you, you said it right. They play a lot of great system hockey. So, uh, if Torts can continue to play the right strings with Columbus and Bobrovsky can stand on his head, we're going to have a great series. I think I'll attack this one game game by game. However, it yeah, was um, it was it one. wasn't an easy series for the it wasn't an easy series for the Boston Bruins against the Leafs. Now, the Leafs didn't the Leafs didn't drain them physically though. I don't think the Bruins are drained physically, but Columbus are going to be the well-rested team coming into this. They played three times. Boston beat them 6-2. Uh, beat them 6-2. They beat them 2-1 in overtime, and Columbus beat them 7-4. Yet, like you said, Lou, I really wouldn't uh, I really wouldn't make much of this uh, the regular season matchups, specifically with Columbus. Columbus have been a different team for about the last month right now. They've been on fire. Totally agree with that, and I'm I'm interested to see the dynamic. I'll, I'll tell you, after watching the first round, I wouldn't blame anybody that came up to me and said, well, heck, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm going to take every dog in every series, and, yeah. and I could see you having a point. I can't argue exactly. with that. Look, I, no, mean, I agree. I agree. Look at Still. last night. Look at last night, guys. Cam, look at that game. And that's, you know, that's what I was talking about last week. There's a certain cruel randomness to hockey in which, you know, the hockey gods are cruel, man. <laughs> like the puck is a weird, the puck bounces in a weird way. That, look at Jones last night. Or look at Jones in this series, guys. He was terrible that he saved their ass. And then last night, I'm watching these goals, Cam, and I got money on San Jose, and I'm like, dear God, bro, like I would have stopped I that. And I don't like, I don't like <laughs> saying that because, you know what I mean? I'm not saying, you know, but... I'm like, really, bro? Like, you just, they scored on a wrist shot through your legs? Like, what the hell? Like, it was like watching, like, peewee hockey can with Jones. And I'm all like, ah. I'm all like, ah, man, I knew it. I often knew this kid couldn't play good two nights in a row. And then later in the game, he's like, Hasek, behind the back, spinning safe. And then he lets it in another bad one. And look, San Jose are left for dead, Lou. And then they're back. Vegas are up 3-1. Then they're down. You know, this year, I'd say this year, I mean, who knows? Who the hell knows who's going to win? I mean, they're all so evenly matched. The Blues, uh, the, the Stars, uh, you know, everyone. The Avalanche series with the Sharks. 
uh, everyone's evenly matched. The Islanders have a chance of winning their next series. Everyone's got a shot, in my opinion, Lou. I totally agree with that. Uh, That said, uh, the old school person I am, I keep talking about from the goal out. It's going to be that fundamental from which I choose a team. Surely both Boston and Columbus uh, fit that. And the Isles well more so uh, than either the Hurricanes uh, or the Capitals, whoever wins tonight. I will say in the West, uh, I, I, I do see St. Louis as a shining star. I mentioned uh, with you and Cam a week or two ago, maybe, uh, that the winner of uh, the representative of the Campbell Conference is going to be the winner of the Winnipeg St. Louis series. I happen to call the series incorrectly by choosing Winnipeg, but I will absolutely stand that uh, St. Louis to me has the goods. And this battle between rookie Bennington and veteran Ben Bishop is going to be absolutely epic. Cam, what are your thoughts on that one? It's funny. I was actually just going to tell you guys, Gabe, when I look at the series and I've watched every minute of every single game, I think the Dallas Stars could could, uh, represent the West and go to the Stanley Cup final. I have both of these teams as long shots, Gabe. You know, now they're playing each other, so I'm going to lose one. But watching Dallas play, just the speed of their team and all their acquisitions, they can beat you with physical, physical play, the speed. And I also think Zuccarello was a huge addition to that team. The one problem that I have with the Blues is I think they're going to have problems scoring against Dallas. Dallas's D can be play shutdown, and they're very offensive, too, with uh, Nisk, uh, with Heineken and all these other guys that they got on the team. Like, they're very, very young, skilled. And then now they – and even guy like Roman Polak, he's the physical presence. Gabe, I've never seen a team roll out four lines of speed and quality like Dallas. I, I, I The Blues are favored in this series. I'll be betting Dallas. I think they're the better hockey team, but should be a good one. Lots of low-scoring games. Two to ones, three to twos. I agree. I think we're looking yeah. at some unders. You read my mind. That's the first thing I thought. I'm like, ooh, I'll be betting the unders in these games. If I can get five and a half. I agree. I actually get the feeling, and I, I'm like not saying stuff. this with any confidence, but <laughs> I think, like, I'm going with the speed almost of give me Dallas and, I, uh, yeah, San Jose's destiny, all this, but Colorado's just flying around right now. I will sure hit this and more on the other side. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. song choice. Oh, I know. That's the Boston Bruins song. Oh, how are you doing, Yank? Thank you, Yank. That's Yank's like, oh, shit. That's song. Yank's like, oh, shit. It's yeah. gone. Yeah, I, when yeah. I hear Chelsea Dagger, I want to put a dagger in my heart. Like, I just, I can't, I hate that song. Who put that in there? Is that Pavona? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was like Pavona. I'm not going to take credit for that one. I'm going to point the yeah, yeah, on that Pavona, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, I would say that Bavona, well, no, he didn't mean it, but Bavona, like, he's like the Joker or something. He's pretty smart. I think he knows what he's doing with these things. (laughs) I I agree. He's playing with our minds. I'm with you. He knows how to play. 
Because yeah. I asked him once. I said, "Why are you? Why? Why are these songs?" I asked him once off the air, and he said, "I like messing with you a bit sometimes." Yeah, see, X, yeah, he yeah, told so. a trick. Like he's telling you. All right. <laughs> I'm doing it more for wow. you. I felt I, yeah, I, I felt bad for you advising Vince after the game. Yeah. How did Vizy and Vince take it last night? Not he's used well, to it, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess he's used to it, but this is the year. It just it's very frustrating when you're a fan of a team and uh even with new players you have the same results. Nothing seems to get better. Like it's just it's one of those things you almost feel like <laughs> Like you as a Bills fan, oh, like I'm a Raptor you, fan. I live this, and you're yeah, or at least the Raptors. Yeah, the, the, now we have the Raptors, which is good. They're in the second round, but it just seems like there's a dark cloud around the city of Toronto. Like you could talk about, uh, you know, the Argonauts winning a Grey Cup or TFC in soccer, but when it comes to the big sports, it's uh, very, very uh, tons of disappointment. Gabe can't lie. All right. Um... <laughs> Let me. Uh, after... I'm trying. I'm trying to uh, trying to figure out this new Twitter. Hey, Lou, what do you think of the new Twitter? Have you noticed this new Twitter, Lou? Well, I, I, I jumped on it at one point in time to kind of check it out, and I got off of it as fast as I could figure it out, and I haven't been back since. But they're, they're, they're telling me here, take a sneak peek, take a look, take a look, and I ain't gonna. I like it, Lou. You guys got to make a statement oh, against it. You like the old way. Sometimes the new ways. Well, not I don't better. know. I haven't, I haven't tried it. Do you like the new one? I mean, I've not heard no, anybody that's given me. He hates it. And, but I, you like it, it, Cam? I don't go on Twitter very much, Lou. I'm not really a good guy <laughs> to ask. I can't lie. Uh, I just retweet stuff. I'm not. A, I'm not well, a real know, social media guy. But I am sociable. Well, Gabe, sure, but Gabe's on social media, and if he hates oh, it, I'm going to pretty much. I'm going to probably stand behind him on this one just because I know he's apt on Twitter. No, yeah, it's much listen, it looks better. It's they've they've up the Yeah, the video quality is clearer and stuff. I'm not going to dispute it, but I don't know where anything is. It's just they changed everything. Like you can't even just retweet normally or copy and paste things. Like um it's it's uh it's really really frustrating. I can barely right. do that shit anyway. I know, but me too. I learned. I finally learned how to do this stuff. But I, it's like, yeah, I actually got a headache and logged off last night too. I didn't want to deal with it. Yang, if you can check uh, check the Gmail chat, and uh, I sent you the link to this. See, it's so stupid. It would have been easier to send a link before. Pretty sure I sent you the link, but uh, we'll play a leaf fan melting down um, after last night. So, uh, well, Yang gets this. Uh, you got that, Yang? He gone? Oh. <laughs> Yo, Yang. The thing that Yang. baffles me is, guys, it's a small room. I, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. my favorite line. That's my favorite line. Yo, Yang. Yo, <laughs> Yang. <laughs> Yo, Yang. Yo, Yang. You should hear him sometimes. Blue, it's the best. Yang. <laughs> when he gets frustrated about, like, Yo, Yang number six, then... I see the vein in Renzi's head start to pop. I'm about to go, yo, Yang. <laughs> yo, Yang. Uh, the Blue Jays are losing, too. What a just bunch of losers. Loser, loser, like, uh, it's, uh, Losing. Yeah, the Blue Jays are losers. <laughs> we know they're losers. All right, um, so... Um, uh-huh. 
I guess uh, we're not getting this clip up. Danny, have you guys been taken hostage? Is Are you still alive? I am here and alive, but I'm running another show right now. I didn't know what you were looking for. Oh. Sorry. Oh, Danny's right. Oh, he's getting, quick on oh, the trigger getting, there. I'm no, here. No, okay. I heard my name. I'm here. I'll always I'll always jump over here, but I am running another Danny, what's show. Up? Hey, how, how you doing, going? Danny? I'm doing good. Yeah, no, no, I know. You're a professional. You're getting ready for what? we got uh, Red Card Fell coming up, right? Yeah. Actually, we were just about to start. See? See? There's an operation <laughs> going on. So, <laughs> yeah. So, what's the deal with, with uh, so, Yang? Yeah. So, I was going to say, what's the deal with Yang? Because does he have, like, a bladder problem? Like, he seems to go to the bathroom a lot, Daddy. He gone. I, I don't know. Uh, he gone. He gone. <laughs> he literally told us he had to go to the bathroom, and I think it was, like, 30 seconds later was when you asked for him. Like, what's the deal with this guy? He goes oh. to, like, what is he on his period? Like, uh, did, Yen, did Yen get a sex change? And, like, we don't know. Nah, buddy. I went to the bathroom real quick, buddy. Oh, there he is. Hey, buddy. Real quick. Been asking for you for five minutes. Oh, that's about the time I went and came back. Like, get, get like a, get like a, yeah, yeah, we've been asking for a clip. Check the Gmail chat here, Yang. We were talking earlier about it. No, no, no runs on the board. Now, now we, now it's like five three. Now, now it's like five three. All right. Um, yeah, see, Chad's saying Danny's dialed in. <laughs> Danny's, and Danny's, uh, Danny's dialed in. All right, uh, yeah. Well, we hope, uh, we hope you wait. You know, Gardner, you are fucking awful. Oh. <laughs> like how many fucking years are you gonna fuck us? There's a couple more. You're negative two in wow. twenty fucking minutes already, man. Seriously, you gotta go. <laughs> hey, we apologize. We apologize for the f up. Thank you, Yang. Um, oh, that guy really yeah. took it hard. A lot harder. Yeah, than yeah, yeah. He's a very he's a punchable looking kid too. The kid freaking out about this. <laughs> or Justin Bieber's a Leaf fan. That man, that's not cool. I got. Yeah, he I got, was at I the game a, last night. Yeah, I know. I got to get a new team. He's a curse. Like the him and yeah. Drake. Stay yeah, away. Him, and, him and Drake. I know. Hey, hey, celebrities, stay away from our teams. You're not helping the situations at all. <laughs> Great. All right, yeah, it's uh, true. So right now, guys, Boston Bruins plus 460. Uh, Sharks plus 460. I really didn't know there was that many F-bombs in it. <laughs> That's yeah. my bad. I'll take the heat for that, Yank. Don't worry. Uh, just say, ah, oh, Marenzi pitched to me to play it. Um, Boston <laughs> Bruins plus four uh, plus 460. San Jose Sharks are suddenly the co-favorites at plus 460. You know, Cam, we talked about these odds yesterday. They're totally different. The odds makers don't know what they're doing. And I don't say I don't this so like in, in a negative way. I'm just stating that they're throwing darts every day. Like, what you're telling me, the San Jose I, I, Sharks are Stanley Cup favorites right now? I got Westgate's numbers, and they're very different than what you're quoting, Gabriel. Okay, let's let's so hear a What you got? All right, what's so, so Boston Bruins are plus four sixty right now. What's at the Westgate? Three fifty. So if you like Ooh. Boston, to me, Westgate's a big joint, and they don't make many mistakes. It's if Westgate's got the bees at three fifty and you got four sixty yeah. there. Uh, I'm just telling you. One thing, one thing, this is out. The gloves are coming off. <laughs> it's like uh, one thing I'll say, and I think you'll have my back on this, Cam. The, listen, I have a ton of respect for the Westgate book. I was just bigging up Cornegay earlier. Um, so I'm not I'm not disputing that. But when it comes to hockey, 
they're not some sort of like uh, Bible of of, spo- of numbers. They're they're biased in the West Coast. Their Vegas numbers are whack. To be honest, like the real barometer, in my opinion, uh, for 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 ice hockey odds, um, it's the offshores. It's it's the offshores. Yeah. And, and, and even like, uh, UFC, I would agree with that. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, UFC, you're right too, Lou. Dude, I, uh, Lou, yep. you're exactly right. Like, um, me, me and my Joey. boy, Tebow. Oh. Yeah, we were we were at, uh, I was at the M, famous place, the M. Oh, Floyd Mayweather bets there. Beautiful place. Great, great establishment. I'm not, you know what I mean? It's a nice, nice, nice property. Great food. But they're known for, all. Oh, they'll take a $2 million bet and stuff. Dude, they didn't have the prelims for a UFC card up. (laughs) So they had like three fights on the main card up. This is about, you know, seven years ago, whatever, but still. And and, uh, we're like, come on, guys. You know, you have this. And they're like, no, we don't have it. We're like, come on, man. Like, really? You know, we we don't have time to go elsewhere. Like, he's like, yeah, yeah, okay, hold on a minute. And the, the ticket taker guy went and got the manager. And... They were right there, Lou. We heard them. The manager guy, he's like, yeah, yeah, take their action. And Buddy goes to him, we don't have lines, boss. He told him, just copy Bet Chris. <laughs> <laughs> that was a DM, Lou. You know, hey, uh, for a decade ago, that's how they treated hockey. But you're, you're totally right. I mean, right now, the Westgate will give you good props and good lines on UFC fights. But you got to yeah, be yeah, Lewis yeah. and Clark to find another hotel in Vegas that oh, that is comprehensive in their lines on the UFC. They're afraid of it. I I don't get it, but it's a How's fact. The point they don't UFC? really want it, and they shy away from it. How's the South Point? Uh, one of my For favorite UFC. hotels. One of my Love favorite hotels. Point. I don't want to answer. I don't want to answer the question. <laughs> That's right. I can tell I'm you. With you, Lou. There's too many good things about the South Point to throw they're them great the people. Excellent, they're great people. Chris place. Andrews. You just Chris, said something Andrews, though, Lou, right there. You just said you something right there though about not about South Point, but about uh, they don't even care. <laughs> like that's the thing, because the way they look at it is like the some like you go in there like our boy T-Bone went in there wanting to bet two thousand on Bisping at the win. Dude, it cost $2,000 for dinner at the win, Cam, and they were, like, all scared of that. They were, like, 1000 only. 1000 only. It's like, this is the win. He's like, come on, guys. It was like, the, they were like, listen, we'll do this just to shut you up, but you don't like this. And like Lou said, the general public's not betting the UFC. So some guy that's coming in there and wants to bet it like this, he's probably going to win. They don't want your action. A strat shot for $500 parlays I used to play. They were, like, 200 max. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It's here for Fantasy Football. Back to live action, fellas. Set a game. 
The season starts now. First round of the NFL draft Thursday out April 25th. And for serious fantasy football players, it's never too early to start prepping for the season. Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 fantasy football package, including the best match-based seasonal projections and rankings anywhere on the Internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge, regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, only at rotoexperts.com. Well done, Cam. Well done. Thank you, Yang. Uh, We got Lou Gamblu with us. Um, So we just say, uh, looking at the NHL futures, we'll get into some UFC in a couple of minutes here. I would say, and this isn't an endorsement, and in fact, they don't even... um, they don't take customers in the United States anyways, is uh, Bet365. I I would say their hockey numbers are pretty much as accurate as they come. Would you agree with that, Cam? Sorry, what was that, Gabe? Well, what, what, what site? Bet365. Oh, yeah, Bet365. Uh, I think they're very, very good at what they do. Uh, their, their futures odds are good. Uh, no, right I'm not on saying yeah, they're the best book in the world. It's not an endorsement. I'm just saying that their their hockey odds are pretty bang on. Like they're oh, they're on. accurate, yeah. real odds. Yeah. Yeah, I find I find that uh, yeah, they're dead on. Like it's sports interaction is better for dogs. Certain books are better for favorites, and Bet Three Six Five is right in the middle. It's 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 fair uh, fair on both sides. I agree 100. percent I like Dallas That's, Stars at plus 750. That's what I'm looking at. Sports Interaction is a uh, it's a public book. They just want like twenty dollar players there and stuff. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, look, I bet three six five. The Boston Bruins are plus four fifty, so it's the same thing. Uh, the Sharks uh, plus five fifty offshore. Columbus are six to one. The Islanders are six to one at FanDuel, so that's a local. What what is that offshore? Yeah, six they're to six to one. Same thing. My gut, and listen, you know, my gut tells me, even though I'm pulling for the Sharks right now, I like their story, but I sort of think the Stars and the Avalanche are the live teams in the West. And I'm not ready to write the Islanders off yet either, but how much do you make of it, guys, that uh, the Islanders no longer at Nassau Coliseum, now they have to go play at the Barclays, and there's just a, it's not the same. It's like it's not like it, they have something special at that Nassau. It's a small arena and stuff, 14,000 people only. Just not the same in Brooklyn, guys. It's too bad for them. I agree with you 100%. They have a wicked fan base there. I've been there, partied with them, smashed a Pittsburgh Penguins car with the goggles on, with a sledgehammer. Those Islander fans were partying real early. And I'll tell you something, it shouldn't have happened until the conference finals, Gabe. There's no need to change it until the conference finals when they start talking about money, 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 money. They had a huge advantage there. They took out Sidney Crosby and the Penguins, and now you got to fire these guys in Barclays. It's not the same. It's a disadvantage to the Islanders and hurts them. But we can't blame the NHL for this. No, we can't. Uh, it's the Islanders. Uh, it's basically the Nassau Coliseum did not think that the New York Islanders would still be playing hockey. <laughs> like they, they basically they told me it's their own team. If I, yeah, I, you if I may, it, no, what I believe is, is what I've heard. And I don't know that this is true, but what I've heard and sounds more plausible to me is that Nassau Coliseum is unable to handle the depth of media coverage, technology, and mass of reporters that are going to be on the scene to report this event. And I think that holds water for me. 
I, I agree with you, ma'am, that the change in venue is a factor, but it is such a minute factor next to the fact that more than likely these Islanders are going to be playing a really dangerous team, maybe the defending champs in the next round. And I think they're protected by the way they play dynamic goaltending, unbelievable smothering defense. And then, oh, by the way, maybe they can score. I think that prepares them for a change of venue being a very, very modest thing that they're going to have to adjust with. Yeah. You know, it's, I think it it's not the be all end all. Um, you know, listen. You know, there's you know, if there's more Islander fans, it it, it, it the place holds like five six thousand more people. But yep. you go from a rabid sort of arena where people are used to them playing to Brooklyn, it's not the same. I you know, it it makes sense. I hear what you're saying, Lou. But the fact is, really, the Nassau Coliseum is booked. You know, they actually have a bunch of dog shows and stuff like coming up. Like it's simply booked uh, as well, and, and which which is great. I mean, it doesn't to me. Again, I live in Phoenix, so it's even more minimized. You're in New York, so you understand the nuance. But to me, in a seven-game series, I, I just don't know how much that's gonna affect them when you look at uh, overall results in the playoffs thus far. Home teams are 25 and 20. So it, it's not that it's such a huge advantage. To me, it's the way you play. No, that's true. And I'm going to look yeah. up, uh, I'll get their record compared in the arenas. There's no doubt they, like, listen, there's I'm not. No, there's no arguing that they prefer to play in Nassau. The players prefer it. They, they were better there. They don't like Brooklyn. That's the thing, Lou. No one likes the arena. Like the Islander fans hate the arena in Brooklyn. It's not Where do made they for play? hockey. They're at the Barclays, which is a world-class venue, but yeah. it wasn't made for, for hockey. So there's, arena. there's weird sight lines where there's like a lot of people are blocked, and um, it's dark. It's like uh, they it's, they hate it. So I know what you mean, Lou. Like from the outside, oh, whatever. They're playing in a different building in the same city, but they're really not. Like it's it takes them out of their zone a little bit. But I don't think you're right. I mean. They're either playing well or they're not. And you talked about it, Lou. I mean, you want to talk about from from the goalie out, the New York Islanders give up less goals than anybody in the International Hockey League did this year. And it continued, and they were suffocating and fast as hell in the, in the first round against the Penguins. I'm not ready to write the Islanders off yet either against the Canes or the, uh, the Capitals. And so what about tonight, Lou? Forget about all this. What about tonight, Canes and Capitals? Yeah, I got the Capitals. Uh, yeah, and and Gabriel, I gotta tell you, I mean, because I had I had a series bet with uh, Carolina plus 140, and I'll be honest with you, if I could go back, I'd take that series bet down to play it series by series because I'm not getting any real advantage from my series bet to tonight's line. And honestly, I, I you know uh, I believe that Washington is flawed this year. I believe they can't just turn it on. I think in the last game, in the third period, we saw Ovechkin start to snap. I, I think we're starting to see Washington get pissed off because they want to turn it on. But after a season of enjoying being champions, they may not necessarily be able to turn it on. And their goaltending has been mediocre all year long, and it continues to be that way 
in the playoffs by the numbers, and their defense is shoddy. So I think the Islanders are a great matchup against Washington, and Washington is ripe like Pittsburgh. I think you raised a lot of good points there about yeah. I don't get to feel it's the same Capitals team either. I think they're going to run out of gas, but I still think that it doesn't mean that they can't win a game seven on home ice tonight, Cam. What do you think about tonight? Yeah, I really looked at Carolina long and hard. They've been good to me. I like the, I like the Capitals tonight. Uh, the, the loss of T.J. Oshie really hurts Washington, but to lose point, Holtby hasn't been that good. Carolina also caught some breaks on home ice that I don't think they're going to get in this game tonight. I think it's been a very, very close game, but Washington winning like a, you know, a four, four to two, four to three style hockey game. I think the Caps move on and then I'll take the Islanders against them in the next round. Hopefully go Barry Trotz. All right, here we go. Uh, Islanders were 24, 13 and uh, four at home this season. 12, six and two at the Barclays Center. Pretty good on both. 12, 12, seven and two at the Coliseum. So yeah, they won one more game. Whatever, same thing. Yeah, you know, good solid, the good, good solid team that's prepared all season long. This team has been designed for the playoffs. And they're Lou, exactly. You know what a sign of a good team is, guys. So we said, all right, they're twenty-four, thirteen, and four at home. They were twenty-four, fourteen, and three on the road, Lou. That just shows you're all around solid. You're not relying on anything besides your Trots, solid fundamental coach. You can year. win on the road and you're at home. There's not like, oh, they're just a really good home team, but they're flaky on the road. That's very impressive when you have the identical records like that, home and away. Then you think about the coach, and then you think about the team being really populated by a bunch of young kids who got run out on by Tavares, and they said, fine, you leave. And now look what they got without him. I, it's a great story that I hope is not done yet. I have some futures on the Islanders. Lou, gamblue.com. All right, uh, Lou. So um, UFC this week, they keep coming at us, man. They keep uh, just coming at us. UFC, where where are they this week? In Sunrise, Florida. Ooh, Sunrise, Florida. Okay. Oh, so, uh, yeah, Fort I saw Lauderdale. I saw a picture, I saw a video of Mike Perry on, on the beach with his wife working out. Uh, Mike Perry versus Alice Oliveira, the return of Greg Hardy. And for a company that, you know, like, it's amazing they just keep putting Greg Hardy on the co-main events. Yeah. Like, they can't deny that they're, <laughs> like, you know what I mean, or whatever. Like, guys, I got no experience in the UFC, but he's on a co-main event on ESPN all the time. Exactly. Uh, and we got... Uh, uh, Hermanson and uh, Jacare. Jacare is like a two-to-one favorite. Do you like the card this week, Lou, from a betting perspective? I haven't dug too deeply in it, but yeah, I, I think there's some opportunity there. Uh, starting with the main event, uh, I, I think this is a little too much too soon, even though Hermanson's 30. Uh, he's getting the benefit of looking like a world beater against a guy in David Branch that is really well past his prime, a journeyman slow. And and while Hermanson looked great in that fight, it's recency propelling his uh, his potential to compete with a guy in Sousa who, yeah, he's, he's 39 years old, but 
This guy is a master Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu submission specialist whose striking has come leaps and bounds. This guy has a single point of focus to fight for the title. He hasn't been able to do that. And I think this is a really, really uh, dangerous spot for Hermanson because Sousa is too focused and he's not going to lose sight of his goal. They've been, he's been told if he wins this fight, he's going to get the winner of uh, Adesanya and Whitaker. And he believes that. I'd like to believe it because he's earned it. And this is a terrible spot on short notice for Hermanson to come in here, who especially has threatened to want to try and play ground and pound with probably the most lethal fighter in the UFC on the floor. So uh, this is a bad recipe for Hermanson. I'm surprised Sousa, or Jacare, let's call him that, I'm surprised he's not 250 or 270. Yeah, I'm surprised too a little bit. I was, I was, uh, when I see the number as low as minus 180 at some spots. You've been pretty good, Lou, and, uh, you know, better than pretty good, damn good at getting a read on Mike Perry and, and how he matches up against people. Uh, how do you think he matches up against Alex Oliveira? Cash, I can't wait to watch it. You know, it, it, the, the thing is, is that I think Oliveira is a more well rounded fighter. But he doesn't necessarily like to be bullied. And there's only one thing that Mike Perry can do. And that is a one-dimensional brawler that's going to come right at you and try and bully you. So uh, I think it's a pretty decent spot for Perry. I I struggle which way I want to go with it. Uh, It's going to be the best fight on the card. Lou, gamblue.com. Thanks for the time, Lou. Lou. Always a pleasure. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Back to live action. Got uh, the Washington Capitals, Carolina Hurricanes, Game 7 on the board here this evening, as well as uh, a couple NBA games, elimination games uh, here tonight. Uh, We're talking about hockey, but holy crap, an epic, uh, epic uh, performance from Damian Lillard uh, last night. And there's been a lot of talk, oh, Russell Westbrook this, Russell Westbrook that, blah, 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 but you know, there's always got to be that people like to play the blame game as opposed to just saying, whatever, man. Damian Lillard was on fire the entire series, yep. Cam. And, you know, listen, man, it, I'm happy for Lillard that I am too. He's he's flown under the radar for years. And it's like people are surprised now. Oh, my God, Damian Lillard did this and that. It's like, man, Lillard's been doing this for years, <laughs> really. It's just he plays in Portland. Nobody really notices. But it's amazing to me that somehow Lillard now is some, like, you know, playoff hero and Westbrook's a chump when Lillard had lost 10 straight playoff games before this. <laughs> like, yeah, it's amazing. He literally, I like, forget, right? Yeah, the knockers, oh, McCollum and Lillard, these guys will never win. They can't win. You know what I mean? They never win in the playoffs. They win. We live in an era cam now in the NBA. Let's just be real. 
the three-point shot either goes in or it doesn't for some teams, yep. and that's the difference like, between them being heroes and losers. Simple as that. It's, it's becoming a lot like college, Gabe, and we've seen the same thing. Like me and you, we watch college basketball. You go up and down the floor, three-pointer, three-pointer, three-pointer. Gone is kind of the day of the inside, you know, presence, bumping, grinding, baskets underneath. It's, uh, yeah, Steph Curry. He, he talked to him about uh, establishing that type of game. But you're right. In all sport, it's all three-point shooting now. It never used to be all that way. People uh, used to go inside a hell of a lot more. But, uh, yeah, Portland, props to them. A hell of a uh, Lillard, that jump but shot that the game. Injured, what are you too. Do? They got injuries, man. Good on Portland. They'll be in trouble as the playoffs go on, though. That's, yeah, that's true.